This call is being recorded. Hello and welcome to my show, Searching for Integrity. My name really is John Smith, and I'm searching for people with integrity. Why? Because our country suffers from IDD, Integrity Deficit Disorder. We have as our guest today, Michael Blanding, who is the author of North by Shakespeare, a rogue scholar's quest for the truth behind the Bard's work. Michael, are you there? I am. Yeah, it's great to be on the show. Thanks, John. Thank you for being here. Uh, I have, uh, uh, when I I first looked at the task in front of me, I thought, well, you know, I really liked Shakespeare when I was in high school and some in college. And then here and there, I would buy a book just to, you know, pass the time. And then I got a bunch of those books I haven't read yet. <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah, this this one is uh, quite intriguing uh, in terms of uh, uh, it, it's, its definition. It's, it's a true story of self-taught Shakespeare sleuth. That's you. Question. No, I, I I'm not the sleuth. Uh, I I write about the the uh, the Shakespeare scholar. It was a man by the name of Dennis McCarthy, who's who's quite ah. a quite a character in his own right. Right. And um, anyway, it's a it's a real challenge uh, in the book. Uh, I, I I'll be real corny and say, how long did it take you to write it? I worked on it pretty um, pretty consistently for two years. But I first met Dennis about six years ago and have been following him and his work uh, for for that long. So it's been a long time in the making. Well, it looks like a, a, a great book. It, it really does. I see that you launched just recently the publication of it uh, on March That's 30th. Right. That's right. Not even, a, not even a whole month. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the book, the book just came out, and, and uh, it's, people seem to, to be liking it. It's been getting great reviews. But, um, you know, I was thinking about your, your podcast, Searching for Integrity, and um, I think this, this, really, this really is about a, a, a book about a person who has a lot of integrity, and, and uh, you know, it's a real underdog story of, of a person who's just been very passionate about uh, his research and about his ideas and going up against some pretty big, uh, you know, 800-pound gorillas in the Shakespeare community mm-hmm. trying to get, to right. get them out there. So it's, it's really, uh, you know, as I say, an underdog story. Well, the underdog, I'm, I, I assume, is still Dennis McCarthy. Is that right? That's right. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I went. You know, I, I had a lot of uh, uh, information to go through, and I went through it all. And it was uh, the more I went into it, the, the deeper I got. And I guess when I wrapped up my notes only about twenty minutes ago, <laughs> I, I, I bought your book on Audible. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> and uh you know you got to have something to think about when you're walking the dog yeah and and the reader of the book is actually phenomenal you know it's 
you always think as an author, I'm going to read my own book, but I, I actually listen to my own audio book, which is a strange experience uh, as, as I've been going for walks around the neighborhood and he just knocks it out of the park. He reads it way better than I ever could. So yeah, uh, yeah it, it, it is enjoyable to listen to. Well, um, let, me, let me get a definition here, or clarification, I should say, yeah. for my audience. The, the book we're, we're speaking about, North by Shakespeare, alternates between the enigmatic, enigmatic excuse me, life of Thomas North, who intrigues of the Tudor court, the rivalries of English Renaissance theater and academic outsider, Dennis McCarthy attempts to air his provocative ideas in the clubby world of Shakespearean scholarship. That's right. Good. I, I, you know, I, it, when I see this and I think in, about all that contains and uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's, you know, it's, it's, for me, it's overwhelming. I mean, for you, it's wonderful. Well, these are the stories that I love to write as an investigative reporter. I love to weave together different narratives. And it was such a treat as a writer to have two really compelling subjects. On the one hand, Dennis McCarthy, this this scholar who has been promoting this very provocative idea about Shakespeare. And on the other hand, this uh, this figure from history, Thomas North, who is this Elizabethan courtier and translator who just led this phenomenal life of travel and fighting in war and being a foreign diplomat. And the theory in a nutshell is that uh, Dennis has uncovered evidence to suggest that Shakespeare may have used the writings of this other writer, Thomas North, in order to write his plays. And in fact, North may have written earlier versions of many of the Shakespeare plays that we know today, and Shakespeare then adapted them for, for the theater. And it really, um, you know, it sounds uh, at first blush to be pretty, pretty outrageous, but when you start looking at all his evidence, uh, it, it becomes quite compelling and answers a lot of the mysteries that we've had about Shakespeare and, and how Shakespeare wrote his works. And, and so I was able to follow Dennis on his attempts to try to get this idea out there at the same time, sort of go back in time and really explore the history of, of Elizabethan England and immerse myself in, in that story as well. And, and, you know, as a writer, just, it was just so much fun to explore both those, those stories at the same time. I would imagine so. Uh, I know you've had a, a very good reviews on this book, um, one of which is a short one, North by Shakespeare is a rollicking good tale of detective work <laughs> mm -hmm. in which an outsider battles the establishment for the soul of the world's most revered, revered playwright. Yeah, um, anytime you can have the word rollicking in a review, it's, <laughs> you know, it's going to be a good one. <laughs> That's right, and revered at the same sentence. Um, <laughs> right. It's uh, but those kind of th kind of kind of things tell me when I see it, it says you know this really may be something to it, mm. because I often wondered, and there were times, I, I will say, I can't say that I would get into an argument with an argument with someone whether this mm. was that or that was this in that time. Mm and whether or not Shakespeare portrayed it sufficiently or accurately, mm -hmm. you know, uh, who knows? I mean, we've, we've got this huge 
um, library of uh, production from from mm -hmm. Shakespeare, uh, which makes it also again uh, double triple uh, amazing. Yeah, well, you know, there have been so many questions about Shakespeare and about how he wrote the plays, which is really phenomenal if you think about it. I mean, he's probably the most famous author ever in English literature, and yet we know so little about his life. And what we do know about it just doesn't seem to match up with these works of literature. He was, you know, the son of a, of a glove maker from Stratford and had no university education, never traveled as far as we know, you know, never had any experience with war or the court or all of these elements that show up in the plays. And so for years and centuries, really, people have come up with all these theories and said, oh, it was someone else. It was Sir Francis Bacon or the Earl of Oxford or some other person really wrote the plays who kind of had this experience. And what I find really compelling and really fascinating about Dennis's theory is that he's saying, yes, Shakespeare did write the plays. Shakespeare was this genius who could could put these words together, but but he had a little help from this other writer Thomas North, who really lived the plays and really had these experiences, and he was able to take take those experiences and then translate them in a way that would be successful on the stage, and and that just makes a lot of sense to me. That you know, so many great works are collaborations and have multiple hands in them, and so you know, as as I started following Dennis and looking at all, again all this evidence that he'd amassed to kind of point to uh, these common elements of Shakespeare's plays and, and the writings and life of Thomas North. I was like, yeah, yeah, this, this could, this could be it. This could explain it. Well, you're uh, picking up on the, 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 the details and finding those uh, not only interesting, but uh, uh, investigative. Mm. Um, it, it says here, once again, um, Michael Blanding, that's you. <laughs> proves, <laughs> proves himself both a brilliantly dogged reporter and a masterful mm. storyteller <laughs> in investing the scholar who is himself investigating the true source of Shakespeare's plays. Right. He creates one heck of a double and doubly suspenseful detective story, rich <laughs> with sumptuous historical details. Um, that's, you, know, you can't get much better than that. <laughs> Well, the book was, was a real challenge to write in some ways because, you know, when I first told people I was writing about this scholar, people would say, oh, well, you're a writer writing about another writer? Why, you know, why, did, why isn't he writing this book? And, you know, the truth is that he's had such a hard time getting his ideas out in, in the scholarly community that, um, you know, Shakespeare scholars, they're, they're so resistant to any idea that Shakespeare didn't write the plays and was a sort of genius from on high that he, you know, he just couldn't get anyone to give him the time of day. And so I said, you know, why don't I write the book and you and I can go traveling together. And we went to England and France and Italy and uh, went to many of these places that uh, he believes actually inspired the plays. And, and, you know, in each chapter, we sort of go to a different location and I talk about the play and the significance of it and then show how it relates to the life and work of this other writer. And 
it just became a really fun way to write the book. Uh, you know, personally, we, we had a great time traveling together, but I hope it also makes it fun for the reader to feel like they're really going on this, this adventure with us and sort of, you know, being a fly on the wall to these, these great events in, in history and then seeing how they, they might have influenced, you know, the, these great works of literature. And, and so that was my intent in writing the book was to kind of do it in this really kind of, as, as that review says, in kind of this double double way where we were we were having our own experiences and then also imagining these these other experiences at the same time. Well, I would say from uh, your reviews, the product itself, the book, is um, is 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 very well done. It's, it's described <laughs> as being entertaining. Um, you have energetic narratives. Uh, it. Um, it it's highly enjoyable, it says. Almost as much fun as sitting in a theater. That's that's pretty good stuff there. Yeah, well, that was one of my favorite reviews because, um, you know, we've all been, uh, you know, this last year had such a hard time actually going and going to the theater and seeing this live entertainment. So if I can bring a little of that experience to people through reading my book, then I feel like I've been successful. Well, it certainly makes it uh, authentical whenever mm -hmm. you do that type of thing. Um, mm -hmm. And that, by the way, was done by something some people call BookPage. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that uh, the next one I'm going to tell you about is Publishers Weekly. Now, these are the people that haven't found my doorbell yet. Um, <laughs> With with a check for seven with a oh, check right. for seven thousand dollars a week, you know. All oh, right. <laughs> um, it says here um, your passion to get to the bottom of this particular rabbit hole created by Dennis McCarthy and the in the background historically uh, North Shakespeare fans and readers who enjoy the thrill of a good bibliographic treasure hunt. <laughs> we'll want to check this out. Yeah. Um, that's fantastic. Yeah, well, you know, in some ways, it's really a mystery story. You know, I think people, you know, some people might see Shakespeare on the cover and think, oh, you know, this is going to be really dry or really complicated. And, and, you know, what I tell people is that it's really just a mystery story at heart. And this, you know, dogged uh, investigator trying to get to the bottom of, of this mystery of Shakespeare's plays. And one of the one of the ways he does it, which is really ingenious, is that he has run all of the plays through this computer software that checks for plagiarism and also run all of Thomas North's writings, this other writer, through this the same software to see, you know, kind of what common elements there are. And it was just unbelievable. Other scholars have used this technique with other writers and they found some common elements, but he found just thousands and thousands of common phrases and and phrases in, in these passages that really kind of give new insights into the plays and make you, you know, realize maybe uh, what what Shakespeare was on about or what the plays were on about and interpret them in different ways. And so it's this real kind of following these these clues, only they're, they're these clues that are literary clues rather than, you know, some, some murder <laughs> mystery or murder scene. And... Uh, and so it was a real delight to, to do that with him and sort of follow follow his research and see what, what he did. But then also uh, I ended up doing some of my own research and I went into some of the archives in London and, and Oxford and Cambridge and, and started, you know, 
kind of getting a little bit of obsessed with it myself and trying to find my own clues to either prove or disprove his theories. And, and uh, so we were sort of both investigating at the same time together and comparing notes. And, and it just became a really fun way to, to research uh, Shakespeare's plays. Well, that, that element really got my attention mm. about the uh, plagiarism software. Yeah, um, that's really something. I would who I don't know who developed it, but has it been around mm-hmm. a long time? It's it's been around maybe the last ten years or so. That you know, it's it's somewhat controversial among scholars. I think um, some some English professors, you know, sort of turn their nose up at it and say, oh, you know, computers are going to analyze Shakespeare better than, than we can, no way. But <laughs> it, you know, it's, it's really, a, you know, robots taking over the English professor. But it's really, it's really um, more of a tool, I think, than anything else and, and gives us this power of these databases that we just never had before and, you know, lets right. the computers do some of that work. Right. And uh, it's really phenomenal what it, what it can turn up and of course you need the human to interpret it at the end but it kind of takes you part of the way there and, and as I say it's just you know they're tools that we never had before and just to see the way that Dennis has been able to use them and bring up these new insights is, was just really fascinating for me yeah it, it, and it is to me just going through the material uh, getting ready for for this interview uh, I, I see things in here like people can hardly uh, turn away hmm. from in the increasing legacy of Shakespeare, you know, mm. and that's, that's, that's all that fire has been uh, started up again, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at Shakespeare's plays and they, you know, have, have persisted for hundreds of years and they've been adapted and reinterpreted and restaged so many times. And yet we, we constantly find new ways to, to look at them. And, you know, this is just one more new way. And, and, you know, people ask, what does it matter who wrote the plays? Does it really matter whether it was Shakespeare or, or you know, Sir Francis Bacon or, or another person? And, and I have to say that looking at the plays through the eyes of this other writer, Thomas North, who, who as I said, led this fascinating life of war and court intrigue and, and diplomacy, uh, it really, really gives you new insights in the plays and, and brings them alive in, in, in different ways. You know, these plays that have been so familiar to us for so many so many years and yet um it's a new way to read them that you know makes them even even richer and, and in some ways more poignant that um I, I really feel lucky to have been able to to experience that through this story with all of the um with all of the plays that that shakespeare authored created and um masterminded i should say mm. I, I, you know, I, I, it, you know, I, I can't tell you which one of those is my mm. f- favorite, mm. but as for you, you, I think, concluded you like as you like it. I do, and it was a play that I had never read before. I, I, you know, of course, I had read a lot of Shakespeare plays uh, in, in the past as a writer, but this was a new one to me, and. Um, Dennis has come up with this theory that Thomas North actually based it on his daughter, uh, Elizabeth. And um, the main character of As You Like It is this character, Rosalind, who um, is just one of the great characters in literature. She is just witty and effervescent and and, uh, playful. And the way that she kind of interacts with the other characters in in the plays and, and, and the dialogue that sort of goes back and forth between them and these debates on life and philosophy and, and art and 
just uh, just really really uh, pulls you in. And uh, as I say, it was not a play that I I had known before, but it was it was just such a delight to read. And then thinking about it as as you know, a father writing about his daughter and, and bringing her alive on the page just made it even even more special. Well, it's a uh, it it certainly is. I guess by the way you described it, um, as this play as you like it, it's the kind of a mess of a play in which <laughs> plot often takes a backseat to character and dialogue. Right. That's that's hard to do. That's <laughs> very hard. Yeah. To do. Yeah. Absolutely. It's. Um... You know, I think of like, uh, you know, some movies that are like that, that are just, just, uh, you know, there's no real plot. It's just, it's just a lot of people, uh, you know, having, having these amazing right. conversations, like a Robert Altman film or something. And, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, you can just, uh, just get swept away on, on that dialogue. And, and I feel like that's what that play is like. Well, I uh, also have um, information here. They want to make sure the dramatic life of Thomas North. Um, he's he's the one that we think is 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 the base of uh, or the basics. Is that a good way to put it? Yeah, that's that's right. So Thomas North is a he's best known for this book called Plutarch's Lives, and it's a translation of this of this Greek author who wrote these biographies of all these Roman and Greek people. And it's been recognized for, for a long time that this book inspired Shakespeare's Roman plays like Julius Caesar and Antony and Cleopatra and Coriolanus. But Dennis's theory is that he actually wrote some of these early plays himself and, and not just the Roman plays, but other plays as well. And then Shakespeare then took them up and, and rewrote them. And as I say, he just, he just lived this, you know, really fantastic and colorful life where he fought in war in Ireland and he was a diplomat to France and traveled to Italy and, and, uh, you know, just had this colorful, colorful experiences in this time. Mm -hmm. that was just larger than life in and of itself. I mean, you think of, you know, Queen Elizabeth and, and, uh, all the, uh, the drama of the, of the court of, of Queen Elizabeth that he was kind of swept up in and, and really became this kind of, you know, larger than life story. Now, is it uh, is it well known that he was actually a, a, a courier of these documents, of the, of yeah. the plays? No, no. So that's that's the controversial theory. I mean, the it is well known that Shakespeare used source plays. That he didn't. He, you know, Shakespeare, as one as one writer says, he was a. Let me see if I can get the quote right. It said he was he was a brilliant teller of tales so long as someone else had told them first. And you know, none of almost none of Shakespeare's stories are original. They all come from other sources, and it's sure. and it's believed that they actually come from other plays as well. That that there's a number of kind of lost plays that are referred to in the records that that many scholars believe that Shakespeare took and and rewrote and made his own. And you know, really, all that that Dennis is saying is that it was one person who was largely responsible for most of these plays, and that's right. the controversial theory. And that's the thing that that. Uh, is, is a bridge too far for, for most scholars, but, you know, just coming into it as a reporter and investigating it, it, it seemed just to make a lot of sense to me that, 
you know, if he's if we already know that he took these other plays and rewrote them, then then you know why is it why is it a problem that they were were largely written by this other person? And then you start looking mm-hmm. at this other person and looking at his life and his influences, and you you begin to understand things about the plays you didn't before. Well, I learned from uh, the information that uh, during that uh, period of time that people actually borrowed one uh, to one another of of their of their books or plays or whatever people mm-hmm. will borrow parts of that uh it almost you know puts a puts a shame on copyrights <laughs> no it's really true i mean uh you know we would think of something like that as just straight up plagiarism if you're kind of taking someone else's work and, and rewriting it and making your own but um, back then, they really didn't have that that concept. Though even the word plagiarism didn't exist back then, and people were were constantly taking other you know novels or or plays or uh, you know historical records, and they would just take whole passages from them and just rewrite them and put their name on it. And so, it yeah. it doesn't take some kind of conspiracy theory that you know Shakespeare was kind of secretly writing these. Um, these plays under another name. He could have just been doing this right out in the open and, and, and very legitimately and putting his name on it. And everyone would have said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Without haste. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. Here we are at uh, Michael. I want to thank you again for uh, being with us. And if you would tell my audience, I'm a listeners out there, uh, how they can get in touch with you or, or contact you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, the book is called North by Shakespeare, and you can find it at Amazon or, or your local indie bookstore, you know, wherever books are sold, as they say. And I have a website, michaelblanding.com, and I'm also on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, uh, and uh, uh, all of my information is on my website, and, and uh, if people want to contact me, I'd love to hear from them. Very good. Uh, I want to thank you again for joining us. It's been uh, educational and fun. Yeah, thanks, John. I really appreciate the conversation. Yeah. Um, I'd like to tell my listeners, um, thank you for tuning in. And uh, in to, of course, searching for integrity, that which we've done again today. So long and happy trails to all.